are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lidor Dayan. So today I had a very interesting interview with a very passionate and loving person. He is Jarek Robbins. Jarek Robbins is an American performance coach, best-selling author, and the son of American life coach Tony Robbins. We talked about some interesting subjects such as living in a beautiful state of mind, handing self-sabotage, and conquering your goals and dreams for your life. So I'm very excited sharing this episode with you, and I believe you can get a lot of value from this interview. So without further ado, let's begin the interview. Good morning, Jarek. How are you? Great, sir. How are you? I'm very good and very excited for this call. So uh, I would like you to introduce yourself for those that uh, don't know who is uh, Jarek. So uh, please. Of course. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, this guy right here, performance coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, um, business consultant. I have so many freaking titles. I, I, I guess it, it, I'm, I'm someone who's passionate uh, about travel, adventure, making a difference, and having a whole lot of fun. Uh, I'm passionate about loving deeply my wife and, and, and creating a life that we dreamed of. I, it's something I wrote about in my book. Oh, this way. Nope, that way. Uh, right there. There's the Spanish version, Vevlo, or the, the English version, Live It. I wrote about the book, Designing Your Absolute Ideal Life and Day. And, and the concept is, how do you design a day that's so rich and abundant and fulfilling that there's nothing else on earth that you'd ever trade for it? And, and so my goal and who I am is someone who's designed that day. Uh, right here, I learned what it takes to turn that day into reality. I live that day every single day. And the give it part is now I, I take it my responsibility to pay that forward and help other people do the same so that you can turn your dream life into actual reality. You know, the type of day-to-day life that you live fully when life gives you the chance, you love deeply and pour your heart and soul into those human beings around you when you have the opportunity to, and you matter. You know at the end of the journey how you chose to live life that day, there will be a ripple that goes into the world around you where, where you truly have made a difference in a positive way in people's lives. Yeah, yeah and you're, you're absolutely right. I saw your TEDx talk and it was, uh, it was funny, but it, it, it gave me some instinctions, good instinctions, because uh, six months ago, I, I been in uh, your dad's seminar, uh, Date with Destiny. And you yeah. said a lot of people is uh, learn the stuff and then they try to give it and they don't live it yet, right? So this is what yeah. I did. I was so excited. I learned so much and I tried to give it and, and share it with so many people that I didn't actually live it. So, yeah, there's a, there's a quote that says, your actions speak so loud I can't hear a word coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely so, right. If your actions aren't speaking the message you're trying to share with the world, people will watch what you do and they won't listen to what you say. And when you're living it, when you're doing it, when your actions, when your life represents the message 
that you believe in, people will watch and go, damn, how do I do that? And then you can share it with them. But you got to show them. You got to do it. You got to be living it. That's why, you know, if you watch Tony, if you watch me, like watch my freaking Instagram. There's nothing we talk about that we don't do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go do it every day. And you can watch us and, and watch the pictures. But people can fake that shit nowadays. I didn't know people did this. But people take fake pictures in front of fake shit and put it on their Instagram as if it's them. Yeah. I didn't realize people actually did shit like that. <laughs> Someone told me the other day, I'm like, really? What a waste of fucking time. Like, just go do you. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're but, living in a world uh, that everybody is using filters. Everybody's trying to fit in, to, to be like, uh, uh, I'm enough, right? Yeah, but just be yourself and, and, and figure out how to design a simple daily life that's so rich, so fulfilling, and so meaningful that you don't have to go fake some life you don't have. Instead, just live the life you have and be so damn proud of it, there's nothing else you'd rather do. And, and so that's part of that designing that ideal vision is designing the vision up here of what that life looks like that literally there's nothing else you would want to do. Like you are living it. Yes. And, and, and if someone was like, hey, I'll give you $50 million to do something else, you'd be like, dude, it's not about the money. Like I love my fucking life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm -hmm. And how can you really get into that beautiful state? Because uh, the, you, your, your dad, uh, they, you talked a lot about living in a beautiful state no matter what. But can you still uh, live in a beautiful state without having this? Okay, if I live too much in a beautiful state, I, I can lose maybe my drive or my hunger for life. Because in life we, we use pain and pleasure, right? And if we don't have too much pain uh, in our life, then we, any successful person that you see add a, a pain in, a, in their life in order to follow through. But can you actually use pleasure to get yourself follow through? Sure. It depends on the person. It depends on the stage of life. So if you're an 18-year-old kid who's living in the ghetto and someone's telling you to just have a beautiful state at all times. Mm -hmm. Now, what are the benefits? The benefits are, if you can fall in love with where you are right now, you can fall in love with anywhere. Because let me give you the reverse. Let's say, no, fuck it, I'm gonna be pissed, I'm gonna be angry, I'm gonna be fearful, I'm gonna use that to drive me out of this damn ghetto, and I'm gonna work to prove to myself it's possible to prove all those fuckers wrong, I'm gonna work out of this, and I'm gonna use pain to drive it. And someday when I get to that mansion or someday when I get to that thing, then I'll choose to have a beautiful state. The problem is if you hate where you are now, you're going to hate where you are then too. And that really sucks. It sucks to wake up in a $50 million mansion and not be happy about life because then you have everything and you're still pissed and you turn into that Russian billionaire who was the 16th richest human being on earth. And he dropped down to like number 30 and he couldn't take it psychologically. So he killed himself. Now, yeah. no offense. I wouldn't mind being the 30th richest person on the planet. Like that ain't half fucking bad in life. But if you're not happy with where you are now, you sure as shit won't be happy with where you are then. And therefore shit like that happens. And people look at him and go, how ridiculous. How could someone with so much money and so much fame and so much power and so such a great life and access to anything he fucking wants on earth. How could someone like that not be happy about their life? Because they realize the external has nothing to do with the internal. Mm -hmm. And the internal is where people screw this up. 
So can you be happy living in a ghetto in a really shitty situation if you choose to be? Now, does that have anything to do with taking away your drive? No. Choosing to say, hey, I'm going to choose to love every moment of whatever God gives me right now because it's a gift and I'm going to be present and I'm going to celebrate it and I'm going to be grateful for it. Now, do I want to make it better? Yes, because I'm going to use every talent God has gifted me with, every talent I have in my body, every gift I've been blessed with. I'm going to use that gift to go build the greatest life I could have imagined because to not do that would be a slap in the face of my creator. If God gave you a talent and you're not using it, what an insult. He gave you a gift and you're saying, oh, no, thanks. I'm not going to use that. Are you joking? You've been blessed with a gift, whether that's singing or helping or fighting or jumping or playing ball or math or, or loving people or caring or being an incredible mother or father. Like you've been blessed with a gift. It would literally be an insult to not use that gift yes. and to use that gift to the fullest of your capacity. Now, some people say, well, you're telling me that my gift is telling jokes. Like you, you don't make money telling jokes. Really? Kevin Hart, the little black comedian guy, that dude makes millions of dollars a year telling jokes. So tell him that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Well, my gift is being a big, scary looking guy who goes, ah, like you can't make money just lifting weights. Worked out for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Worked out for Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. That dude, I mean, he's just a big, scary guy who lifts weights and happens to have a sense of humor. He makes, he's the number one actor on the planet. You know, mm -hmm. well, my talent is hitting a baseball. I don't think I have to describe that one. Like, you know, Jose Batista, one of the highest player guys in the world in baseball for hitting the freaking ball. <laughs> like, <laughs> my talent is running. Usain Bolt, it worked out for him. He's just fast. <laughs> like, yeah. My talent is loving people. Mother Teresa, you know, she had a million dollars a month coming through her charity and zero in a savings account. Million dollars a month paying wow. for all the different things she was doing around the world. Her talent, caring about people. So people like to say, well, my talent, you can't make money with my talent. You can make money with every talent. You just got to be the best at it and you got to be relentless with it. And, and how you actually, because we all have a talent and we all want to achieve more, but there are some uh, self-sabotage we all have. I interviewed some guy before and he gave a, a great explanation for this. He said, like, if you take a calculator and you divide one uh, by one, you get one, right? But if you divide one by one and there is a seven uh, that is stick inside, so you won't get one, right? And this is uh, our subconscious mind. So uh, because on the conscious mind, we know what we want and we all know the answer. We all know uh, how to, to, tr to trigger ourselves and how to develop better habits. But we still get into these uh, bad habits and I can tell for myself, I will put myself on the life because as a better leader, I always put myself as an example. So I've been in a seminar six months later, uh, my finance is still not working. I, I still try to figure this out and I have some uh, areas in my life that I, I do suffer. I will not tell myself a, a joke. So how can you actually follow through and not sabotage yourself? Got it. Um, so, so that's habits. There's a, there's a book called The Power of Habit. Yeah, I know it. Um, and, and, and so the habit 
of building the consistent daily habit of filling your mind. So if you take a cup and you fill it with water, there's no space for other things to get inside of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's full. And, and so the concept of if your brain, like there's this much space of thought to fit inside of your head, if you fill all of this space with great thoughts, a negative thought comes in and there's no space for it, so it gets pushed back out. The, the truth is most of us though, never take time to flood our mind with great thoughts so that it's overflowing with great thoughts. And if a negative thought tries to get in, there's literally no space for it. Now, what does that mean? How do you physically do that? What's the habit of that? It's every single day flooding your mind with your 20-year vision for your life, your 10-year vision for your life, your five-year vision for your life, your one-year goals for your life, your six-month goals for your life, your 30-day goals for your life, your, your weekly outcomes you want to achieve, your daily vision for how you're going to do it, and then your affirmations and incantations. If I flood all that into your mind, there's no room for anything else. Watch, I'll give you an example. Um, think of an elephant right now. Think of an elephant. So an elephant, an elephant, an elephant, an elephant, an elephant. Think of an elephant, think of an elephant, think of an elephant, think of an elephant. And, and I want you to think of the biggest, brightest element, you know, a purple elephant uh, with, with like yellow polka dots on it. Like make it spin around, make it like dance or something crazy like, like the, you know, that Disney movie. Like Dumbo, like make it do funny stuff, make it flap its ears. Mm -hmm. Now, whatever you do right now, don't think of an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be thinking of an elephant. And so the question is, what's your elephant that you do that with every day of your life? Mm -hmm. And what's the elephant that you put in your head every day? Is the elephant negative? Is the elephant positive? Is the elephant moving you forward? Is the elephant your goals? Is your elephant your fears? Because you just put that in your mind it wasn't there before we talked. You weren't thinking of a polka dot elephant that was dancing and flapping its ears and doing weird shit. But now you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so if, you, if you uh, start to get into the bad habit, you just need to be more conscious and then like, uh, okay, I, I gotta do something different to change it until it's... Ah, but you just nailed it. If you get into the bad habit, mm -hmm. it's a habit, so you got to look at this, the three parts of a habit. What's the trigger that yeah. caused the bad habit of thinking of negative shit to go off? Mm -hmm. What's the routine that you go through and what's the reward that you give yourself for doing this? Mm -hmm. Like you just said, there's a bad habit of negative thinking. Yes. You're not born with negative thinking. You know, I don't see babies crawling around being like, well, fuck me. If I don't crawl right, I mm -hmm. might be looked down upon in life. Like the babies just crawl. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 because we all think it's who we are, right? And it's just an habit. And it's when habit. we are too much attached to an habit, we think, oh my God, this is me. But this habit, this is something that's been for so many years, for millions of years. It's uh, like your dad's, uh, you uh, call it the mind, right? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I want to take you back a little bit uh, about your past because you've in the so past hold on been... A For everyone who's watching, mm -hmm. there's three parts of a habit. Number one, you got to identify the trigger. What set it off? What caused it? Was it watching something? Was it listening to something? Was it reading something? Was it talking with someone? Was it reading? What caused the negative thinking habit to trigger, to come into play? You know, from there... How, what's the steps you go through in negative thinking? How do you do it? Do you sit down and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm such a freaking whatever. 
oh, this is so dumb. Oh, this is so... How do you do your negative thinking? You know, do you walk around like, oh, this is bad? Do you walk around like this? Like, what do you do to negatively think? You have a pattern. You got to recognize what it is, and then you have a reward. And people are like, well, what's the reward for negative thinking? There's no reward. It makes me feel like crap. I don't do anything. I avoid my goals. I get stuck. That doesn't sound like a benefit. Ooh, this is where it gets tricky. You got to dig in and say, what's the real benefit? Keeps you safe. You don't have to take any risks. There's no looking bad. There's no looking like a failure because if you screw it up and fail, at least you talked yourself out of it before you failed. It's like, oh my God, there are a bunch of benefits that you're getting out of this for safety. Ooh, that's good to know because then you got to go back and say, okay, I'm going to use the same trigger. That same friend that talks shit and is negative all the time. When he talks shit around me or he's negative, same trigger, except for in my mind, I'm going to immediately change the habit. When he talks negative, I'm going to reverse everything he says. You can't do that. I can do it. That's not possible. It's possible for me. It's You'll never make it. I can make it as long as I don't give up. You know, and, and I'm going to choose the new pattern. My pattern is everything he says, I'm going to reverse it when I hear it in my mind. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to change my friend. I'm not going to ditch my best friend for 40 years of my life. I'm going to reverse everything he says in my head, and I'm going to hear the positive version of it. And I'm going to speak it back aloud. He goes, that's not possible. And you say, it's possible as long as I never give up. Mm-hmm. Because what will happen is you'll offset the ratio that now it's one negative to one positive. So every time he says a negative thing, I'm going to say five positive things out loud. Mm-hmm. That's not possible. It's possible as long as I don't give up. Anything's possible as long as you try. I'm going to prove that I can. I'm going to be so pumped when I do, and I'm going to, I'm going to help bring you with me when we figure this out. Let's do it. Every time he says something negative. Because what will happen is you'll offset the ratio, and you'll start to rub off on him. And someday down the road, a week, six weeks, a month, ten months, you'll start to hear him say positive shit, and then you got to give him hell about it. Because when he goes, well, I guess it could work. Say, oh, my God, who are you? you Mr. Negativity, it could work? Wow, no way. Tease him, break his state, make mm-hmm. him feel special, make him feel supported. Because the only reason that friend is negative is because he gets his needs met by being negative. So if you can help him feel more significant, more special, more invited, more community when he's positive, he'll start being positive around you. And all of a sudden, you retrained that friend. But the habit, you, this is the habit. You re- reverse it, retrain your friend. That's a new habit, but give yourself the same reward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, what the, what's the ultimate safety? Making life the way you want it to be. What's the ultimate freedom? Making shit happen. And even if it falls apart, you rebuild the damn thing. That's the ultimate freedom. That's the ultimate safety because you have control over it. And with God's will, let it, you know, have faith, be guided. But go out there and use the gifts you've been given to get the results you know that you're, you're capable of. And in that way, now you've changed that habit. And yeah. the way you changed it is you replaced it. So yeah. instead of allowing it to lead you to negativity, the same thing happens. You reverse it and push it into positivity. Yeah, and you're absolutely right uh, because I, I see like uh, when I get really uh, excited and... And I'm fully driven, then it affects uh, the people around me. And sometimes I, I can, I, I see myself that I, I fit in. If like uh, the person that I'm talking to is more like uh, kinesthetic and he talks like really shallow, then I'm starting to be like this. So it, is it okay to be like this in certain uh, situation because you don't want to be 
all the time in front of people like this hype if this is a kind of kinesthetic guy, right? So that strategy, and it depends on what the outcome is. If your outcome is to sell them something, you want to meet them where they are mm -hmm. and take them where you need to go. If your outcome is friendship, it's not very fun being around a friend who's constantly matching and mirroring you, trying to figure out how to influence you. Like that's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. So if, if your outcome is to be friends, there's nothing wrong with building rapport and having friends, but, but choose friends that choose to participate in life the way you do. And not just like you, because it's not fun to have everyone exactly the same. Like it's fun when people are different because they add different perspectives and different thoughts. But, but that's where, you know, I, I always use the 33% rule, which goes back to learn it, live it, give it. 33% of your peer group should be people you can learn from. People who are doing better than you, where you could be like, shit, how do you do that? Like share it with me, how? how? Tell me how you do that. And then they can teach you how to get to where you're going. 33% of your peers should be at the exact same level. These are people you could trade what's working and what's not with because you're doing the same thing, you're at the same level, kind of in the same place in life. 33% of that group should be a couple steps behind you. So you could say, hey, here's what's working. Come on, catch up, let's go. And if you use that philosophy, you'll start to surround yourself with people you're learning from people you're living it with and you're trading what's working, what's not with, and people you're giving to and paying the paying forward to to help them catch up. And that can always cause you to make progress because when you catch up to the people in front of you, now they become your peers and you go find more people to learn from. Mm -hmm. and, and you keep repeating that process. And now in that peer group, now instead of trying to figure out like, do I have to build rapport or do I have to be like loud or soft? Everyone's gonna be different. You know, there's some people you're gonna go learn from that if you walk in the room all peppy and you're like, hey, glad to be here. Like, what do you gotta share with me? They'd be like, who the hell are you? Get the hell out. <laughs> like, I'm not interested in that shit. Be like, okay, well, I'll calm down in this room and I'll learn from this person because I'm learning from them, you know? And if the person you're trying to share with, the give it part, if you're trying to pay it forward and help somebody and you're all like peppy and they're like, why the fuck should I trust you, Mr. Like, woo, like, no, thank you. Shoot me straight, tell me what's real. Mm -hmm. It's like saying, hey, I'm going to, and, and I'll give you the philosophy, meet them where they're at and then take them where, where they need to go. Mm -hmm. So yes, if they're low, do you start low? You start low, but you don't stay there. Meet them there. So if they're here and you're here, when you walk in, come down here and meet them here and then slowly help elevate them out of it by raising your state. So meet them where they're at, then take them. That's called pacing and leading. Yeah. Meet them where they're at and then take them to where you want to go. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's great. Another question I want to ask you, do you feel or felt any uh, pressure because there is big maybe expectation from you being the son of? Um, a lot, when I was really young, I did. But now, no. Um, you know, the, the greatest gift dad, dad gave me over the years was helping me find who I am as a man. And in finding out who I am as a man, I'm not trying to fulfill anyone else's destiny. I, I, I do who I am and what I am every day, and that's the only thing that I'm here to do. Um, I'm not here to be the next version of anybody. I'm not here to, you know, I, I am his son. Uh, he brought me into this world, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. He mentored me and helped me find who I am as a man. But I know who I am now, and I know what I'm meant to do, and, and that's that. And what made you, like, uh, know who you are? Like, did you explore did you do like more uh, 
maybe meditation what is it for you that made you like really get into yourself um, it, it's the opposite it's getting out of yourself it, mm. it's going you know I went and stacked lumber and, and worked a hard labor job for three months up in Canada I went and lived in a village a rural farming village no electricity no running water no toilets teaching organic farming and volunteering over in Uganda and Africa um, I traveled around the world took multiple laps around the planet worked multiple different jobs you know I had a time where I worked three different jobs and started my own business on the side I, I figured out how to start my own business and grow it into a successful business that it is today um, and in the process of doing all those different things I figured out who I am as a man and what value I can add to the world and as I found that I know who I am and I know what value I add and I'm very proud of that and that that's what I do and that's who I am in the beginning, when I didn't know those things, when I hadn't gone and, and worked a hard labor job, when I hadn't gone and worked three jobs at a time, when I hadn't gone and, and, and you know traveled around the world and lived in a rural farming village in a remote place of Africa, when I hadn't done all those things, um, it was a bit of a struggle because all I was was a young kid in the shadow of dad. And, and the hope and expectation was maybe he'll turn into someone just as good as dad. The God on this truth is, I'll never have the opportunities to go through the same struggles he went through, and, I'll, and therefore I'll never be shaped in the exact same person. And thank God, and, you know, part of the reason I don't have those struggles is because he worked so hard to give me a life that doesn't have those same struggles that he had to go through. But the only way you turn into who he is is by going through those struggles. Mm -hmm. You know, some kid who grows up in a nice household and everything's taken care of is never going to turn into Tony fucking Robbins. They're just not. And the reason they're not going to is they haven't been through the shit he's been through in his life. And so what people look at is they want to be like somebody without having to go through all the shit the person went through to get there. People look at actors and they're like, man, I want to be an actor. I want to get paid, you know, basketball players, baseball players. I want to get paid $50 million to play a sport. Really? Are you willing to go through the 25 years of practice and relentless effort that it takes to get there and the physical pain and mental pain and emotional pain and living a narrow focused life where nothing else matters for that 20 years of your life to get there. I oh, know that's crazy, man. I am willing to do that. How the hell do you expect to get the result? So, so going backwards, it was the ability for me to figure out a, who I am, B, how I want to live my life and then C, work backwards and say, if that's what I really want, what's the investment needed in order to get there. And mm -hmm. I, and that's who made me, you know, that's what made me me is I said, Hey, that's what I want my life to be. I have to put in this investment to get there. Time, effort, energy, focus, relentlessness, hunger, drive, all that jazz. And I said, okay, am I willing to play that game to get that result? Yeah. Okay. Let's roll. Now the difference is when dad started, he was kicked out of the house and he had no other option, but to succeed. When I started, I had options. I'd be like, nah, I can go get a normal job and live a normal life and, and just do normal things like everybody. That's an option. I could have that. I had the ability to. Still to this day, I get a call from my mom all the time, like, you're welcome to come stay here if you ever want to. So like he didn't have a backup option. I do. And that gave me the freedom to be like, no, I definitely don't want that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it gave me the drive to be like, well, what do I want? Well, you know, my vision boards are all right there of all the shit I want to do and places I want to go and people I want to help and stuff I want to do. And, and therefore, I put together those goals and made it happen. And people also throw me the, well, you're so lucky because you have such a great mentor and dad. I'm very lucky. And 
one of the greatest gifts he also gave me is when I turned 18, he said, hey, you know, past this day, you're 18 years old. When you graduate from college, I'll help you through school. And here's the rule when it comes to money. Don't ask. <laughs> and I was like, don't ask for a lot. Like, what does don't <laughs> ask me? <laughs> like, here's the rule. Figure it out. Don't ask. And I remember being like, that's so weird because you've got like millions. Like, can I just have a couple to start with? Like, how's this game going to work? He's like, no, you're on your own. I'm not going to give you anything. You, you got to figure it out. He said, it's the greatest gift I'll ever give you in this category of your life. Because if I don't, if I could hook you up. I could write you a $10 million check and be like, here's a little trust fund. Go live on that each year. You're fine. He said, if I do that, you'll never know who the hell you are. And you'll never know if you can make it yourself or if your whole life you have to depend on your dad to, to guide you and make your way. And he says, on the reverse, if I cut you off and I tell you to go figure it out on your own and you do and you succeed, you'll know in every pore of who you are as a man that nothing was ever fucking handed to you and you know how to create it from scratch. And that'll give you the confidence to have the life you want because you know you created the life you have. Yeah, and this is so true. I, I can see it for myself that I'm building right now my own thing. And the more I do it, uh, I get like more uh, confident about myself and how far I can go in life. And, and looking back, you can say like, yes, I built everything and uh, I didn't uh, and I earned it. And this is so much more satisfaction than just uh, getting something. That's right. And the other factor there, it also has the confidence that, you know, if you inherited a billion dollars and you screw it up and lose it, there's no confidence that you know how to make it back. Mm -hmm. Versus if you build a $10 million a year business and you screw it up and lose it, you know exactly what to do to build it back. And that's where the magic is. That's where the confidence is. The confidence is, hey, I know exactly how to do this. And I could probably do it four times faster the second time. Because I know what things not to do. I know what things I wasted my time on that I don't have to repeat the process. I already know the lesson. I can go, nope, that's a waste of time and go straight for the things that work. Mm -hmm. So there, that's where the, the beauty is. Um, you know, Lots of people wish they could win the lottery and wish they could become famous and wish they could just you know, come up with the million dollar idea that would change their whole life. And the problem with any of those things are they're all great. Like, you know, I, I don't think winning the lottery is bad. I mean, who? You win a hundred million dollars, good for you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's awesome. And if you don't know how to make it yourself, there's always going to be a fear that you're going to screw it up and lose it. What Versus you if you know if you know how to make a hundred million and you win an extra hundred million, dude, you'll turn that into a lot more over time. Yeah, uh, I want to ask you a last question uh, before I ask the last question. Uh, sure. What do you think about? Uh, all people coming to America, what do you think that drive them to come to like, oh, this is America? Um, from the people I know who immigrated here from different parts of the world, it, there's a handful of things. One is freedom. You know, I have friends who grew up in parts of the world that it was illegal to do stuff like listen to music. Um, and he, he told me when he was a kid, like 15 years old, he was driving down the road listening to a music. He got pulled over by the police, dragged really? out of his car, beaten with a chain wow. so he couldn't even like function or see straight. And they left him for dead on the side of the road, just bleeding, broken nose, bloody everywhere because he was listening to music and that was illegal. So in America, if you could come here and listen to any music you want versus getting beat to a bloody pulp in your own country, that seems like a pretty cool freedom to have. So one is freedom to do what you want, be who you want and act how you want. That, that's one big reason why people come here. Two. 
um, the opportunity. There's some opportunities that don't exist in other parts of the world. When I lived in a rural farming village in Uganda, they don't have the opportunity to go get funding for a great idea. They could be smart, talented, hardworking, determined, and focused. There's just not an opportunity to sit down with an investor and get someone to put $2 million into your startup fund to get you the opportunity to turn your business into the next billion-dollar unicorn startup app. That's just not there in a rural farming village. So you have to go to where some of those opportunities are. Right now, the U.S. happens to be a place where there are a bunch of opportunities to get involved with stuff. Not the only place, though. China's popping, Brazil's popping, London's popping, Australia's popping, Canada's popping. There's lots of cities all around the world that if you're there, you know, India has all kinds of cities that are popping right now. So there's lots of places. It used to just be, you know, the U.S. or the U.K. or stuff like that. Now, since it's the Internet has come around, there's places, Thailand, uh, Chiang Mai, there's all kinds of places that are popping heavy with entrepreneurship and heavy with opportunity because people have diversified. It's like, I don't have to live here. Why the hell would I live here and do this? I, I'm going to move over there and do it. And all of a sudden, when that happens, you know, I know Puerto Rico is starting to pop right now, too, in the venture capitalist world. And, and so there's places all over the world that are becoming hubs for great opportunity because the investors and the people who are making all the money are now moving around the world instead of just staying in one little central city. Yes. And so the U.S. is great, but there's also a ton of other places to go to if, if you pay attention. And it depends on your outcome. You know, if you're trying to play in the NBA of basketball, the U.S. is probably the best place for that. <laughs> you know, on the other hand, if you're trying to become the world champion in cricket, the U.S. is not the place to come play. <laughs> there's other places. If you're going to play football or soccer, again, the U.S. is okay, but there's other countries around the world that have a lot better fan base and a lot bigger teams. Like, so it depends on what your outcome is. Um, you know, If your outcome is a U.S. central outcome, then yeah, the U.S. is a great place to come to. If your outcome is some, a different outcome, there's so many other places to go to. Yeah, and... Uh, last question that I wanted to ask you that I always ask everybody is what is the legacy you would like to live uh, long after you won't be here in this world? Sure, I work on that every single day. Um, you know, the, the legacy I want is to reach people at the moment they need us most with the exact message they needed that can somehow dynamically change their life in a positive way. And, and that concept uh, falls into this whole thought process. Learn what it takes to live the life you really want. Go out and live it fully and you know, let your feet do the talking so they can watch you and go, wow, they're legit. Like, Look what they do every day. Not what they say, but what they do. And based on that, pay it forward. And my thought is if I can get more people learning how to live the life of their dreams, living the actual day-to-day -day life they dream of, and paying it forward and helping others do the same, then far after I'm here, there'll be still people popping other people like popcorn and helping everyone else come into the life they want and really live the life that they dream of and they, de they desire. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And you just nailed it. Yes, learn it, live it, give it. Thank you very much, Jarek, for the, the time that you gave me. Uh, I'm really, really grateful for that. And uh, again, thanks a lot. We le I learned a lot and uh, I'm sure everybody listening to this uh, podcast learned also. So where can we find you? Um, just if you Google me, Jarek Robbins, or go to jarekrobbins.com, um, we have a book. We have it in Spanish, Vevlo, or English, Live It. Um, we should have some new languages coming out later this year. 
uh, we, we have we vlog and blog every day and every week. So if you go to our blog, you'll see tons and tons and tons of free content up there. Um, with every one of our blogs, we do a worksheet, downloadable worksheet too. So there's tons, ridiculous amounts of free content on our website. Um, if you join us on Facebook or Instagram, I try to do live chats uh, each day or multiple times a week. You can join me for conversations just like this on different topics on, on live chat there on Facebook Live. Um, yeah. Follow me on Instagram, let's hang out. Well, we will see your book in Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, we need to work on Hebrew. We, yeah. don't, we don't have Hebrew yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast factor stands for one, Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. 3. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number 4. Train others. Because just like I always says, leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together and by training others you're training yourself so this is the fast factor remember it facebook act subscribe and train others oh and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your vac senses and the vac senses stands for visual auditory and kinesthetic which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.